Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. I'll just read the verses so you have the reference. And Uzziah was wroth and had a censer in his hand to burn incense, and while he was wroth with the priests, the leprosy even rose up to his forehead. Where did it go? Right to the forehead, to the eyes before the priests in the house of the Lord. Where did it happen? Out in the pig pen? No, it happened in the house of the Lord. It happens in the sacred place. It happens in the sanctified places. It happens right in the church. Right beside the incense altar, and right inside the incense altar, there was the veil, and right beyond that was where God dwelled, on the altar, on the, uh, in the Ark of the Covenant. And verse 20, And Azariah the chief priest, and all the priests, looked upon him, and behold, he was leprous in his forehead, and they thrust him out from thence. Yea, himself hasted also to go out, because the Lord had smitten him. And Uzziah the king was a leper unto the day of his death, and dwelled in a several house, being a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. And this was a king that at one point had love for God. He became proud, he offered incense in the temple, and that is, what, that is not what he was anointed for. And I ask you the question today. I ask you that in the temple where God dwells within your heart, what kind of incense are you offering before God? Is it something that comes by way of priesthood? Is it something that comes by way of anointing? Is it something that comes by way of the heavens? Or is it your own incense that you're offering? You're trying to do your own thing. Whether it's some big dream that you're wanting to fulfill, whether ministry or whether everyday things, Something that is entirely for you, the evil, the ichvil, at work. Or is it the will of God at work in your heart? It makes all the difference between leprosy and the rope of righteousness. Now we look at another story. And I would like to offer some, some, uh, some reasons behind Naaman's leprosy. Naaman also had leprosy. In 2 Kings 5.1, Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria was a great man, this is right north of Israel, great man with his master and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. This man, Naaman, was a captain, and he had a lot of special things going for him to the point where God had a certain honor. And when he fought a battle, even against Israel, and I believe that this is probably one of the reasons that he had leprosy, but when he came against Israel, he came at Israel again at times, and God honored him because of his heart. There was something about the heart of Naaman that, that God could bless his work in. Well, it says, I'll read the verse again. Now Naaman, verse, verse 1 of chapter 5, 2 Kings, captain of the Lord of the king, or captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. And what happened is there was a mate that he had brought into his home that I believe came from Israel through captivity, brought her in. And then when she heard about this, she said that there is a man back in Israel by the name of Elisha. I wish you could meet him. He could heal you. And Naaman thought about this and said, well, how will I get this before the king? Because I am under the authority of the king, and if I'm under the authority of the king, 
I will have to get his permission. So he presented his need before the king that he would like to meet with Elisha over in Israel. And the king took it completely wrong. Without going into much of the story, it ended up finally he got his permission. And he ended up over in Israel. And he came there to Elisha. And he was hoping that Elijah would come out and meet him and tell him how to get cleansed. But Elisha didn't do that. He just sent a messenger and said, just go and tell him to dip seven times in the dirty river of Jordan. And some of you were, that are here sitting in my presence today have been baptized with water in the dirty river of Jordan. You know that it is dirty. And this time it might have even been dirtier. But the king or the captain thought a man of valor that he is, he should have certain respects and he should have certain privileges that maybe a cleaner water would work better. And he was a bit offended. But then they kind of, they finally convinced him that if you go and dip seven times in that river, you will be healed. And he did. He ended up going into the river by the way of the Lord and he was cleansed from his leprosy. Now, what I get out of that story is even though we waver at times and I waver at times and I get off track at times, even though I waver at times and I get off track and I do some things that I shouldn't do, there is one place to go and that is back to the Word of God and submit to it and obey it and live it and do whatever is necessary. If it's a sin, confess it. Go back to the river and do exactly what was told you out of the New Testament for us. And the leprosy will leave us. Do you know what I'm talking about today? In the last day, some of the testings that you're going through, some of the things that you face from day to day, those are things that God is bringing your way and pressures of the earth and the realm that we live in are coming against you, trying to make you stumble. And many of you are faithful day after day after day, but sometimes we fail. And when we fail, there's a way out. We go back to where the Word is again. And we believe the Word and we walk in the Word again. And then we can have healing. You see, what happened with Naaman, he needed healing. He needed healing. He had all kinds of white on him, but he was lepers. And once the leprosy left, he probably had a roll bone that was pretty clean and white. Because he obeyed Christ. Let's look at some more things here. Well, so Naaman was pretty excited about this. He was healed. He was a rich man. He had a lot of things. And he had his horses or his, his uh, donkeys or whatever he had. He had them pretty loaded down with a lot of goods because if I get healed, I'll have my life prolonged. And if I have my life prolonged, I'm going to give a lot of gold away if this man can heal me. And Elijah, he had no interest in the gold. He had no interest in the silver or anything like that. He says, or oh, what about lands and things of this nature? No, he says, I want nothing because it's not me that healed. It was God that healed. So I don't want a penny out of this. But there was another man that worked for him. His name was Gehazi. And he thought, oh, my, how can you, my, my Lord, how can you turn down this type of goods? And he thought, you know what? Um, I'm going to do something. And as he was going up over the hills, here goes Naaman up over the hills and out in the distance and all at once, can you see the galloping horse? Here goes Gehazi. Out over the hills. And he probably went in the evening thinking that maybe uh, Elijah won't see him this way. Maybe it was the time when Elisha was 
sitting on his bed, ready to go to bed, and he heard the horrors out, outside the tents. And he was wondering, what's going on out there? And he heard the hee-haw or something from the horse, and he knew that somehow Gehazi was doing something. And what could he be doing this time of the night? What could he be doing? This man heard from God, Elisha. He heard from God. He knew the heart of Gehazi by now. And he questioned what he was doing. So Gehazi, there he goes. And he went out in verse 20, well, it's 26, 26. That whole chapter speaks about what happens here without reading it. Well, I'm going to read it. He comes back and presents himself before Elijah. He says, Elijah, you know, Elisha, how are you? He might have said, good morning. How are you doing? Did you have a good night of rest? I don't know if it happened at night. I don't know for sure. And then uh, the answer from Elijah was somewhat different. And this is what he said. And he said unto him, went not mine heart, now uh, verse 25 first, but he went in and stood before his master. And Elijah said unto him, whence comest thou, Gehazi? And he said, the, the servant went nowhere. He said, I didn't go anywhere. Where did you come from? I didn't go anywhere. And then Elijah, Elijah said, and he said unto him, did my heart not go with you? My heart is different. I, I'm not looking for gold. I'm looking for your life. I'm not looking for silver. I'm not looking for precious things. I'm looking for your life. And my heart is with you. And when you were going away on the horse and you were going out in the distance, my heart went right with you. I saw exactly what you were doing. When the man turned again from his chariot to meet thee, is it a time to receive money and to receive garments and olive yards and vineyards and sheep and oxen and men servants and maidservants? Verse 27. The leprosy therefore of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and unto thy seed forever. Now that is some statement. The leprosy of Naaman will stay with you forever. The leprosy, therefore, of Naaman shall cleave unto thee and thy seed forever. And he went out from his presence, a leper, as white as snow. What did Gehazi do? What did this man do that was so evil? That there was a curse on his entire generation forever on his seed. What did this man do? Can you think a little bit what he did? I did a lot of research on this. And I looked to try to find what Gehazi did. And I thought I saw certain little things, but then it just kind of came to an end again. It wasn't the real thing. And I, I could not really find it all at once. My eyes opened what he did. Gehazi. In Gehazi is the beginning of all the generations of entitlements. He felt entitled. After all, my master is Elisha. I'm entitled to this. Tell me one place, tell me one individual in this world that believes in entitlements that is blessed. It's a curse upon the seed forever. We live in an entitlement generation. We are in the end time when the entitlements will continue 
and they will multiply and multiply, and you'll see more and more and more of a curse coming on the earth because of it. Entitlements. I've had people even tell me, you deserve a vacation. I do not deserve a vacation. I deserve hell. I deserve eternal banishment from God. I deserve the worst punishment to humanity. But everything is a gift to me. And when you see God and Jesus as a gift, you're not entitled. You're under a blessing. It's a different. Gehazi is where the generation of entitlements come from. And all the generations that will follow him throughout the existence of human beings on this world or in this world, if you are a Gehaziite or a follower of his idea, that everything belongs to you. You have rights to everything. Your seat will have a curse on it forever. I could speak a lot more on that, but I choose to go on to some other things. What is in it for me? Reward it for something that belongs to God. He didn't care so much about God. He cared about himself. He knew this was gold that was going back to Syria, and he wanted it. My, if I could just have this, if I could just have that, I'm entitled to it. I can easily get it. Now I want to turn to another story. God's introduction of ministry to Moses. Look at this story. Moses, God said at the introduction, he said, Moses, what is in your hand? And Moses said, it's a rod. It's a stick. If you look at the Hebrew word, it says a branch. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Then God said, cast it down. And now it turns into a serpent. And Moses ran from it. He cast the stick down, and then he saw it was a snake. And he jumped back like every one of us would do. Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.